Hello everyone. Welcome to my show Career Startup Leadership Podcast, a podcast to spotlight world-class Asian entrepreneurs, C-suite executives and innovative leaders who provide insights from the personal journey to inspire you. And this is your host Priyanka Komla. I have an amazing guest for my 67th episode of Career Startup Leadership Podcast. But before then, quick reminder to subscribe to us by following me Priyanka Komla and a Career Startup Leadership Podcast page on LinkedIn. to receive your linkedin live notifications we're also on youtube twitter and your favorite podcast streaming platforms so if you're watching this live or on replay do uh remember to subscribe to us and follow us like us and leave us a review and a rating so we understand how this podcast is helping you become a better version of yourself and we have another amazing milestone to share with you we're now on amazon music so you can find us by looking up for career startup podcast so looking forward to helping you be a better version of yourself on all these different platforms that you can consume our content on the go well let's unveil our special guest today reena singh hi reena hi how are you priyanka i'm good how how are you doing uh, fabulous fabulous from milton keynes in it's very cold and foggy here in the uk so it's nice to um be here and talk to you That's awesome. Thank you Reena and to our listeners Reena Singh is a resilience expert. You might be wondering what exactly that means. We'll delve deeper into this topic as we go into the episode, but I'm so honored to share with you that Reena is one of the very few Asian females in this industry focusing on this topic of resilience and I'm so amazed that she's a podcaster herself and it's always nice to connect with somebody who's doing something similar to you. and she has a wealth of international experience across the resilience disciplines in an array of sectors and i'm proud that reena singh is the newly appointed vice chair of the business continuity continuity institutes bci women in resilience initiative she also works as a resilience manager for the uk's biggest railway infrastructure company and is the founder and host of the resilience pod podcast in which she helps people become resilient in a world full of disruptions That's very impressive Reena so glad to have you on the show. Thank you so much. I'm excited. That's mm-hmm. awesome. So Reena let's talk about your your journey but before then you're here in Milton Keynes in um England so tell us a little bit more about how is life back there. Yeah, it's uh very cold as you hear probably a lot of British people say very foggy here in Milton Keynes a town 50 miles northwest of london so you've got your kind of bearings there if you know where london is it's great it's one of those cities where it it feels like america and i, I i'm sure all the american listeners might hate me for saying this but it's a very well thought out town um and it's nice because you get that country feel here as well so it's you know it's a great place to stay that's awesome and it's it's foggy over there is what i believe today Yes, very foggy. It feels almost like a winter wonderland. So it's it's about five o'clock in the evening right now, but during the day, just there's a big deep mist. It feels quite eerie and quite nice actually, in a way, when you're working from home. I know. Um, you you turn on your volume a little bit because of the deep mist. We want to hear you better. Yeah, of course. <laughs> That's awesome. So Rina. you're part of this uk's biggest railway infrastructure company as a resilience manager what does it really mean yeah so resilience has 
there's lots of ways you can describe real resilience and it means different things for different people. But when I talk about resilience, what that means is how you as a person help your organization become resilient. So if there's any type of disruption, for example, the pandemic, have you helped your organization think about the things before they happened? So part of my role is helping the organization look at the risks and then coming up with a plan B in case something happens. So very, very easy way of putting this is if you've got a shop and you can't get into the shop, what are you going to do? If the lights go out, what are you going to do? If you can't access your, uh, if you're, you're selling and buying goods and you people are paying for, say, a cup of coffee and they can't pay for it, how are you then going to take the cash? Are you going to give it away or are you going to take cash or are you just going to do a credit note? So all these things, these plan Bs, the very cliche term, is what I help organizations do. So it's helping them think about these things before they happen. That's pretty amazing. And to our listeners, please drop in a quick hello and the country that you're tuning in from. And if you have a question or a comment, feel free to drop it because one winner is going to get an exclusive free mentoring session with Rena. So you can learn from the resilient expert herself. And thank you, Rena, for your generous investment of time to give back to the Kalyup Startup Leadership Community too. No problem. It's a pleasure. I look forward to talking to some of your listeners and the lucky person who gets to win a mentoring session. That's awesome, Rina. When you look at your career, have you always thought about being a resilience expert? How did that idea come about? Oh, gosh, Priyanka, this my career has definitely not been by design. Um, and I really applaud those who actually go through their life and actually think about what they've wanted to do for me it just happened by chance so if you talk to anybody in their resilience industry how I've described it helping your organization plan for the worst case scenario a lot of us fall into it by accident we get told to do this um you know because it's they don't want to pay consultants to do it so it all felt it all just happened by chance one day I was told right you're going to look into this because we don't want to pay um consultants why don't you go off and do it and it just it just went from there and that's how I piqued an interest in kind of the resilience fields like risk management and then continuity planning which is helping the business kind of get back to normal after a disruptive event so definitely by chance um, but with that said obviously I fell into this field by chance but then as I got into it and I thought well I'm actually quite good at this um, the the steps I made in advancing in my career were very well thought out and more strategic so if you look at my um, employment history for example in the last six years I've I've stepped up into higher positions every two years and that's been done consciously because I've looked at roles and I thought well how do I get from step A to B so how do I become an advisor so I've, I've done all those steps now I'm an advisor how do I get into a management position uh, and then look for those skills and develop that and so forth so it's been a conscious choice to set, set out that path but be flexible in it, in it as well because we all have goals and sometimes we get so honed in on saying, right, I want to be a director or a founder or whatever, but you actually kind of lose your track of what you're really interested in. So uh, committed in my approach, um, but I'm flexible as well. So I like your approach where you know that life is not a linear path, right? You don't get yeah. from A to Z in just like a straight line. And I'm so glad 
your thought process about resilience is helping you design your life in a very open mindset. Yeah, absolutely. I feel that's really important to embrace change and realize that even if you, for example, write a five-year career plan, that's okay. But, you know, sometimes it's not going to go to plan and you've got to expect that things won't go to plan and just have the flexibility to navigate that and don't let that put you off. And I think that's really important in in any career you do, not just resilience or any career you, you want to do by design is just be a little flexible because if you are, it will open up new opportunities. If I wasn't flexible, like at university, I studied management and human resources. If I was like, I'm just going to do this, I would never have done all this work. And then actually I never would have met you because I probably wouldn't have been so active on social media. So everything kind of, once you open up things, opportunities start getting to you and you attract more things that you might not necessarily have thought about. You know, that's very true. On that note, I'm going to acknowledge one of our live listeners. We have Mohit Karbanda, who's joining us from India. Hi, Mohit. Welcome to the show. Hello. <laughs> All right. So let's talk about your work as one of the few Asian females in that industry. And you're now the vice chair for the Business Continuative Initiative, BCI, Women in Resilience Initiative. How does it feel being in that spot and what are you doing to create a more lasting impact for other women? Yeah, so do you know what, Priyanka, this is, it, it's quite an honor being in this position because it's a, it's a very prominent leadership position, position being a vice chair for women. But also it's, it's really personal because in this industry that I'm in, before it was very male dominated industry it's not the traditional industry that say asian people get into you know you're highlighting asian leaders here definitely like how many asian people do you know that are do do resilience so being in this position where you can then attract more females is so key because there's so many times earlier on in my career where I used to go to networking events and I was a the only woman and b the only woman of color and there was literally no one that looked like me. So when this initiative started up, and, and also to address kind of gender imbalances and so forth, having a group of women come together and who are actually doing similar roles, is just so powerful. And I remember walking into a meet, the very first meetup that the BCI did, the Business Continuity Institute, and I thought, where did all these women come from? I have not seen a single one at a network event ever and so that made me realize that wow there is actually a lot of us there the race is a different issue um so having this group is really really great and being the vice chair now is something that is really it's a serious position that I've got to take because since becoming that I've had so many women of color message me and get in touch and I feel that representation really matters. And it's something that never really bothered me in the past. You know, I've, I've grown up in the UK. Um, it's always been a minority to some extent. You've just kind of navigated challenges and it's just been like, yeah, OK, fine. You're the only female doing this. Uh, you may be the only like Indian uh, female of Indian origin. But then you start reaching out to others who are very similar to you. And then you feel like there's a sense of connection and if I, I mean, I didn't have that when I was in the industry. So I feel like I'm being in this position, I can attract more of that. And that's one of my goals is to get more Asian women doing this kind of work or and putting themselves out there as well. All women too, but mainly Asian women. And I find 
it's a challenge. It's a huge challenge. Um, I don't know why I've had a lot of a uh, lot of trouble trying to get our females to embrace and put themselves out there in the spotlight. And it's something that we need to do because there are a lot of us there. So for me, that's my not only uh, forwarding the women's agenda, but actually making it a bit more diverse as well. No, that's very true. And we're so glad we're on the same path together to spotlight yeah. Asian voices, be it men, women, irrespective of their gender. I think it's just part of our cultural upbringing where we take a backseat when it comes to spotlighting our stories. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, I don't know why. I don't know if it's just an ingrained thing that we have, that it's just something that we've never traditionally been encouraged to do and and put yourselves out there but now it's becoming so with, with social media and internet it's just becoming so much easier to do that and I feel the next generation is just going to be it's just not even going to be an issue but now is the time to kind of showcase that we're here and we're equally as competent and it doesn't actually re really matter what race you are or, or what you do it, you know it's you, you need that visibility and representation everywhere very very true but tell me this, how do you see men as allies in this process? Because they're very key in terms of spotlighting our stories and bringing the women together, elevating them as well, because we just can't do it all by ourselves. Yeah, absolutely. Male allies are definitely needed. If I think about my career, it it has been mainly men who have given me opportunities and opened up the door. So they really do play a part. And with male allies, it's more, well, how can you be a male ally to like women in the industry or those underrepresented? It's actually speaking out for them when, uh, when it's needed. So if you're in a meeting and someone is overlooking the female, it's your job as a male to be like, okay, well, let's just listen to like Priyanka, let's listen to Rina, what is her thoughts? And actually giving credit for that. So it's very simple things you can do, the positive reinforcement and, and actually supporting that person as well and using your advantage to leverage the advancement of others. It could even be a referral. So, you know, a lot of the male allies that I personally have will champion me even when I'm not there. Like, so they'll say, oh, you need to speak to Rena, you know, to talk to her about resilience or this or that. That's a male ally when they're doing things when you're not there in the room. Very true. Sponsoring us, advocating for us is, is very crucial in terms of elevating women uh, in this pandemic times where women are dropping out of the workforce in millions. Yeah. And do you know what? Just one thing I would like to add there, Priyanka, is women need to champion women as well we talk about male allies and this is something that i feel really strongly about but women need to do the same why are we expecting men to champion us when we don't even champion ourselves so i'm trying to practice what i preach by supporting women um, and lifting them up. But I don't see a lot of that, you know. I, I've talked about the challenges I have, um, trying to connect with other Asian leaders who to put themselves forward on my podcast or just in general for uh, spotlighting women and resilience. There's a lot of resistance. So we can't just go and blame men for everything, you know. We've got to take a look at ourselves and go behind that it's not a competition. Um, we're all winners in our own sense. So it's just something that I, I was thinking about this the other day and I thought, well, there's not, forget males, there's not enough women supporting women at this moment. 
and this is a an aspect that's that's not just limited to the asian culture you see it everywhere and yeah. i think there needs to be a paradigm shift in terms of how we think about supporting each other and supporting men as well it needs to be a win win for all of us to create this community of um, you know uh, amazing impact now let's talk about the the resilience factor and how we can bring ourselves to be more resilient from a professional standpoint as well as from an organization standpoint we have an interesting question from one of our live listeners mohit karbanda how do short term medium term and long term strategic planning how how can we do any of these terms of planning uh, from a cxo perspective so you know what this is there's no right answer for this it all depends on the appetite of your organization if you're looking at it from an organization perspective so a lot of the times as resilience professionals we we find that we need a piece of paper to tell us how to do things but actually resilience isn't here's xyz and that's if you follow that you'll become resilient and you this is how you do strategic planning yes there's those there's those frameworks we really got to think about what your the appetite of your organization is uh, and navigate to that so there's no one clear cut answer to that you've got to you've got to go with how your organization and the culture of that that's very true and you know sometimes a checklist isn't the answer resilience is more about how do you adapt on the go because there are a lot of variable factors in the environment that you will have to address yeah definitely and you know what uh, appetite and landscapes will vary from organization to organization so you've just got to make sure that you're following frameworks and you know you're actually thinking about is this working for me or not rather than trying to copy someone else's framework basically right one solution doesn't fit all like even within the same organization right as you know nobody yeah. was expecting a pandemic uh, you know at, at the scale of covid to be resilient but it's just that leaders have to uh, plan as we go and then spearhead taking people along with them yeah i mean there's an element of planning involved and it's going a bit off the question but just in terms of whether organizations in this pandemic were prepared well to in some essence yes they were but then others not so much because this isn't when you think about resilience there is more to it than just getting back to business as usual as the as the you know the saying goes it's it's about how are you looking after your people you know and and that's the welfare side of it you know what processes do you have in place have you thought about these things before they've happened uh, you know what about uh, well-being and mental health all those kind of things they're not quick fixes you've got to have this embedded first uh, to be truly prepared and resilient Thank you. Thank you for those interesting thoughts as well, and thank you, Mohit, for the interesting question too. Uh, we have a comment from Satya who says, "Hi, Priyanka. Very interesting interview with Rina." Hi. Thank you, Satya. So let's talk about resilience from a professional and a personal standpoint. What are three tips you can give to our listeners on being me being more resilient in this world that's constantly in flux? Yeah. Okay. So first, firstly, I want to address. like the term resilience and you when you google this you always see like bouncing back but it's actually not about bouncing back because you can never be back to where you were before it's about moving forward and with 
to be resilient in business, uh, for a business to be resilient, you need resilient people. And that's who make up your business. You can have the perfect processes, procedures, frameworks, all the fancy IT and tech and everything else. But if your people aren't resilient, then you're not going to it's not going to work. So I'm going to I'm going to take this question on a very personal resilience perspective for you, Priyanka, and say that to be resilient, tip number one, well, you can't be resilient if you're ungrateful. So it's about gratitude. So what are you grateful for right now for today? All right. For me right now, I'm grateful for being on your show and being live, you know, and for I'm grateful for all the people that are tuning in live. Without that, how can I appreciate anything if I'm just like, oh, yeah, I deserve everything. So that's key. key. Then secondly, it's actually nurturing yourself and being kind to yourself and seeing yourself in a very positive way. I don't feel we do that enough as individuals and especially not as I feel from an Asian perspective. If you're always you always like we, we go through this like trauma in a sense that is ingrained in our culture of you have to be good enough and you've got to do all this and you've got to be a certain way and then you kind of start don't see yourself in that way so nurture yourself to be resilient I think it all comes from within before you even tackle a business you've got to be that and number three is you've got to be brave and take risks because if you don't then you don't get those experiences and nothing trumps but nothing beats experiences so you can get it wrong but you can't be resilient if you don't take the risk and be brave so those are um, those are amazing insights and uh having the feeling of gratitude i think that's something that we miss in our everyday life like having a hot breakfast taking a shower those are things that you have to be grateful about and it's interesting i was um, hearing a ted talk on these similar lines on how do you be happier how do you create that sense of joy because we get so carried away with our day-to-day -day life. And one of the examples was you can sit down and just write a list of things that you're grateful for. And I was just writing my list and you know, simple things like having access to internet, you know, talking to like-minded people. Those are simple things that we take for granted and it could be a big challenge for somebody in a different part of the world. Yeah, absolutely. You know, one thing that I do is I have a gratitude jar. So I write down um, everything that I'm grateful for. Just one thing. You don't need to have 5,000, you know, a list that long. No, just one thing in a jar. And then on New Year's Eve, open it up and read everything that could happen to you. What it does is it gives you that sense of, wow, actually, it might have been a crappy year, but there's loads of things I'm grateful for. And it's a nice little ritual that me and my husband have, actually, um, that we open up our little notes on New Year's Eve just before midnight and just really reflect on the world. And that helps us be resilient because if we're good inside, then we're good for our organizations. And you, and, and you don't need to be a resilience professional to help your business become resilient. That's a very good way of looking at life. But tell me this, as part of resilience, there's that uneasiness that comes with it when you are taking risks, you are venturing into an, a zone that's outside of your comfort level. How do you keep your inner spirit going? You know what? It's just don't sweat the small stuff. Don't think about it too much because the more you think, the more you're going to talk yourself out of it because our brains are wired to protect us from threats. So getting outside and taking a risk is a threat, isn't it? It's like, oh, no, no, I'm going to keep myself safe in my bubble and you'll find any excuse not to do it. 
So I think just don't sweat it, just go for it and, and move forward. If you make a mistake, fine, you know, as, as long as you're not hurting anyone, uh, it's not life or death situation, then try it. You know, we have that fear of sounding stupid and we all have that. But I think you just need to get past it because actually everybody's so everybody's so worked up and consumed in, oh, how do you think people, how will people think I'm thinking or whatever that they don't think about anybody else. So just go for it. And I hope our listeners take a cue from it. Uh, you know, not to beat ourselves down too much when we go through a, you know, life-changing situation or if you're taking risks, you know, especially as an entrepreneur or, you know, in any kind of career pivots that you do, it's always important to, you know, say to us that you're just trying out something new and doesn't have to be the end of the world. Yeah, I think sometimes we get into a, oh, we, we start thinking so dramatically, like, you know, uh, I'm not going to have a job, my life's going to end, like, you know, all this kind of the worst case scenario, which is fine. But then you've got to just take a step back and think, well, actually, is it is it real realistic? Um, and then trust your instinct as well. So this is something that I've learned through um, many different challenges growing up and then just navigating through different careers, uh, different organizations and, and going up the ladder is, you know, if something doesn't feel right in your gut, then you know. So you've got to listen to your intuition and, and really connect with yourself. And that's why I gave that tip of, you know, like nurturing yourself because it's, it's another word for it is like self-care mindfulness. If you are, if you recognize these patterns and these thoughts and this kind of like, oh, a button just clicked that, actually, I don't feel good about this. Trust it. And, and it won't, it won't, you know, you'll be fine. It won't keep you wrong. You know, that's that's an amazing way of looking at it. Now, tell me this. You you are the host of the Resilience podcast and you've had some wonderful, fabulous guests. And I admire your tenacity to be a host and bringing these stories about resilience into the spotlight. Tell us a little bit more about the podcast and where can people find it? Yeah, thanks, Priyanka. And I, I definitely know you relate to this being, you know, having your own podcast. The Resilience pod is a podcast dedicated to the resilience professionals. Now it's not just for resilience people, uh, professionals, but it started mainly to unmask the like perceived perfection. So when we look at someone's profile, it they looks perfect, their photos are perfect, there's no flaws, they look like, oh my God, I can't, I, how dare I talk to a CEO or a director, you know, especially if you're starting new in the industry. So the podcast was about unmasking it and the, the facade the resilience industry has because you feel like it's a small community and everyone knows everyone eventually. It's like, you know, how, how have these individuals helped their organizations become resilient? And then what challenges have they overcome? But also, it's not just about how the individual has helped their organization become resilient, but how have they become resilient themselves? Because you can't go around telling your organizations to be resilient if you're not resilient yourself. So they've obviously overcome some of that challenges. And the guests talk about like imposter syndrome, like just, just general challenges that they've had, be it male or female, and at different levels as well. So it's just making sure and is inspiring other people in the industry that actually these people are real. Um, they've, they've, you know, they've, they're successful, but they still have the same challenges that we all do. They still feel there's still that insecurity there. Um, and but also it's about personal resilience. So there's a lot of guests that come on and they talk about how they've personally overcome challenges 
you know, like death or just uh, some some incidents that have happened to them and how they've overcome it to be more resilient in their lives. So it's inspiring stories as well. That's amazing. And where can people find your podcast? Yeah, so if you just, you can you can type in resiliencepod.com and go directly on the website. There's also a LinkedIn page, uh, Resilience Pod Podcast. And you can just search me, Rena Singh, and you will find it there. It's, it's everywhere on all the listening platforms. There's videos too with people in the industry. So there's there's something for everyone. It's like a multimedia platform. So whether you like reading, listening or watching, I've got you covered on all those elements. That's amazing. I would encourage all our Karib Starter Podcast leadership listeners to go ahead and check out Rena Singh's Resilience Pod. It's amazing. And we're also going to uh, add links to her website as part of our show notes so you can find her. And do follow her on LinkedIn and connect with her so you can get to uh, follow her journey of resilience as part of our growth curve. So Rena, when you look back at yourself, what's one thing that you are proud of uh, being resilient in your own way? You know what? Having the courage to keep on going and not giving up. Um, there's that virtue that, you know, like you have to have patience and perseverance. And often, you know, I've, I've had many challenges um, and it's just keep going and having the faith to keep on going because a lot of the times people will give up. So, you know, there, there's been points in my career where I didn't have a job for over a year and a half. And that wasn't because I wasn't capable, um, but it's just like not giving up and having faith in yourself. You know, I've, I've gone and lived in different countries by myself. I've had challenges. You know, I've been stranded at airports uh, and, and also there's been all sorts of challenges that life have thrown my way where they've been very unfavorable, <laughs> unfavorable to say the least. Some, some of it is probably because I took many risks and they didn't quite pay off. Um, so yeah I think I'm quite proud of just moving forward and not letting it hold me back and learning from it leveraging the bad things into a good into a good way is there anything you would change if you had a time machine to do that you know what no I, I have often have this conversation with my husband it's like oh would you change something or go and do things differently and I just think no because I feel up until this day I've lived life how I've wanted to um, I've met many people that have gone through their 20s and 30s and they've made lots of money like done work but they're not actually had experiences or if I I've done it the other way around so like I went to uni then I went off to a different country lived there like spent all my money <laughs> spent all my money lived life to the full and I have literally have no regrets um, it's, it's, it's how I wanted to live at that time and I made those decisions the best I could in the time where I thought was best. So I feel, no, actually, uh, I wouldn't be the type of person I am if I went and changed something from what I know now. It's nice to have that experience as part of your journey, right? Because you're reaching your destination, as everybody says, right? That's not the yeah. thrilling part of life. It's more about the experiences, the unfavorable conditions, being it stranding, stranding in an airport or learning a new culture, you know, meeting new people in a different part of the world, those make you who you are when you look back. So I, I, I really admire your courage and resilience in your own life as well. Yeah, thank you. Some might call me crazy uh, <laughs> for constantly, uh, you know, upping and moving and starting again and trying to make new friends. But 
you know, I, I've always done that with my parents and they have been kind of like my roots of resilience, as I say, like taught me, taught me these things and how to overcome adversity in different situations. So it, it just feels natural. And to then wish that it was different is an injustice to the type of person I've become. But so, we're, yeah, like you said, it's, it's all a journey. You've got to enjoy it. You know, that's that's fabulous. So we have a fun rapid fire round for you. Are you ready for it? Yes, I am. <laughs> that's awesome. And a quick reminder to our listeners, if you have a question or a comment about how you look at resilience and a key takeaway, please share it uh, so we get a chance to know more about it from your perspective as well. And that free mentoring session is still up for grabs. <laughs> All right, Rina, you tell me the first thing that comes to your mind when I say the following. Who is your role model? you oh my goodness i'm so honored yeah <laughs> i've never i've never heard that yeah i i just think you know you're doing this amazing job with this podcast uh totally up your game you actually inspiring me to then up my game on my podcast so i think yeah if i in terms of role models you are definitely there and you have in, you actually inspired me to start up my own linkedin page so you that's awesome. Thank you for your kind words. And we're always here to support each other and learn from each other. That's how I see you, Rina. So thank you for being part of my inner circle. <laughs> Welcome. What does success mean to you? Being better than I was yesterday. So I'm my own competition. That's an amazing way to look at it, you know. And... Um, this actually is a, is a quote I'm going to keep at the back of my mind because this is something that each one of us as a human being need to understand that competition is not external. It's more about how are you giving your best version to yourself. Yeah. What is, uh, how do you define success? For me, it's being content with where I am and that I am better than I was this time last year, or I've and, and I've grown into some something else. So it could be baby steps, it could not be, but it's all about where I was from this point in time last year to this point now. Uh, that's how I define success. And and also, lastly, I know it's not one word. Success is if anybody listens to this, or even if one person has listened to this and taken the time to comment, for me that's success because. I've reached one person. It's not about the numbers. It's about reaching one person and impacting that person. That's impressive. So for the people who are watching it live or on replay or hearing this on a podcast platform, do leave us a comment on how Rina Singh's thoughts have inspired you and, <laughs> you know, help each other feel successful in a very small way. Uh, you might think it's a small way, but the impact really counts because you're making a very, uh, you know, huge change in the minds of somebody else. Indeed. So I know you you are an open book <laughs> as part of your podcast, which I've uh, which I've seen. But there is one fun thing about Rina, which is exclusive to our Career Startup Leadership Podcast listeners. Yeah. So one fun thing. I mean, I've done a lot of crazy things in my life, but one fun thing that I did, and you might call it crazy, is I skydived on a whim. So one day I woke up and I thought I want to go skydiving, and the next day I booked it and went. <laughs> That's amazing. And where was this? So this was a couple of, uh, this was when I lived in Canada and I was there um, and just like fresh at the, in my early 20s, uh, probably about eight, 10 years ago now. And 
yeah it just I just wanted something fulfilling forget the fact that I had left the UK and gone to a different country and found a job found somewhere to live and didn't have all this before I went there but then to then seek more thrilling experiences because I just wanted something that I could talk about and, and feel that rush that adrenaline um was something that I don't really tell many people about really it just it was just at the time I told my colleagues and they thought I was crazy but it's just something that I did on a whim and I, I kind of like that um, I, I'm a very calculated and planned person too because it's the nature of my job but there is a there is that streak of me that will be spontaneous or let's do this or I've got this crazy idea I'm going to do it now so yeah. I like that you know I've done something similar in my 20s as well not too long ago yeah. um, i've done skydiving but it's more like the indoor pressurized okay. controlled skydiving so it's just fun to do certain things that are outside of your comfort zone and that's where the uh, the joy of living comes into the picture yeah definitely it was scary as hell uh, i was just like i uh, i managed to drag a friend at, with me at that time and she made me go fast so i was like okay well hopefully see you on the other side so it's a scary experience when you're not used to that kind of thing but i know yeah uh, for me i was lucky because it's a you know it's a uh, you know simulated environment so you have yeah. a driver with you who takes you up and down and does those laps you know but the fun part rena was there were a lot of kids along, uh, you know, as part of the the group, and they were just doing it, you know, just like that. And here I was, like, uh, you know, uncomfortable to begin with, but it was just super fun when I look back on those fascinating videos from a few years ago. Yeah, and it, I, I like the point where you said about you know the kids being so carefree and just going for it. It's like ice skating, you know. I feel so scared when I do that. It just completely puts me off because I, there's that fear of falling. And we get that as adults because we're kind of conditioned throughout our life to do that. Whereas I love like the child mindset where you just go for it and do it and you just don't have that fear. Um, and it's something maybe that we should just be consciously trying to do. Like don't fear these things because that builds towards our personal resilience too. I know you can just emulate kids on the resilience aspect of life. You know, they just pick it up and act as if nothing happened because they don't really care about what people think about them. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So last question. What is your native language and one word to describe yourself in it? Okay, so my native language is Gujarati. You wouldn't think that from my uh, name, but it's because I'm married to a Punjabi guy. So yeah, Gujarati. And one word to describe me, it would be kaleidoscopic. So. That's pretty cool. Do you have an equivalent Guju term for that? <laughs> no idea. <laughs> I'd have to phone my mum and ask her, but I have no idea what that would be in Gujarati. <laughs> Yeah, but looking at life like the different colors the different patterns it's it, it all depends on the perspective that you look yeah exactly and your your person the way the why why i say that is that i adapt i'm very adaptive so i would my throughout the experiences through my life you change according to who you talk with um, you don't change your core but you change as you you uh, when you look into the kaleidoscope and you look through the colors and they change to fit in that's how my personality goes as well but being true to myself as well i love that that's a very nice way to wrap up this episode of Karib startup leadership podcast with reena singh uh, you know be like a kaleidoscope if you fit into the environment but at the same time you know who you are and the authentic self stays with you thanks so much reena do you have any parting thoughts to our listeners 
Um, thank you so much uh, for host, uh, hosting me and featuring me on the spotlight. I think for your for anybody who's watching and who watches and for your listeners to keep on watching this awesome podcast uh, by Priyanka. You know, there's there's not we need to support each other, like I said before. And Priyanka definitely is an inspiration uh, to, to help you par and up your game in terms of quality so i fully support this um and you and i encourage everybody to to follow priyanka as well and and the podcast if you don't then you'll have me to answer to you <laughs> <laughs> thanks so much rena for your kind words and it's, it's always nice to inspire each other and you know just one percent of change every day by listening to you know your podcast or mine or any of these you know different life lessons is very important so you don't have enough time in your life to make all the mistakes so just learn from everybody else so you can get through different experiences which are very unique to you yeah absolutely be brave take risks um because nothing trumps that and nothing trumps experience <laughs> that's very true and i hope this is a, a nice reminder for us to embrace the experiences that life throws at you and with that being said, drum roll for our lucky listener for, for that free mentoring session. Are you ready for it, Reena? Yes. <laughs> All right. So let's give it. Let's give it to Mohit Karbanda, and we'll connect with you offline, Mohit. So send me a LinkedIn request if, um, I know whenever you get a chance, and we'll connect you with Reena to get that free mentoring session as well. All right. Congrats and thanks so much, Reena. This was a very eye-opening podcast for me, and especially key takeaways on this 67th episode of Career Startup Leadership Podcast with Reena saying is one, be like a kaleidoscope and fit into your environment. But at the same time, your core needs to be true to yourself. And two, embrace life and the experiences that life throws at you. And the fear factor is just the beginning of it, but there's more to life if you sneak peek into it. And three, there's no checklist for resilience, but it's always interesting to think about, you know, what are some plan A's, B's that you need to have? And it's more like a mindset approach. That's how I look at resilience. It's not like a, uh, a checklist. It's more about the way you approach life, the way you look at how do you navigate life. And that's the beautiful aspect of resilience is what I've learned through this episode. So thanks so much again, Reena. Anything else that you want to um, tell our podcast listeners? Uh, no, just uh, be true to yourself and keep on investing in your resilience, uh, however that might be. That's amazing. And as a reminder, do check out Reena Singh's Resilience Podcast. Uh, you can check her website. Also follow her LinkedIn page where you can receive updates on a regular basis too. All right. Uh, thanks so much, Reena. So this is, a, this is your host, Priyanka Komla, signing off. Until next week, we have an amazing lineup of guests every Sunday, Monday, Tuesday at times that you can see on your screen. So do continue following me, Priyanka Komla, as well as our LinkedIn page for Career Startup Leadership Podcast to receive your LinkedIn live notifications. We're also on YouTube. So if you're following us on YouTube or listening to this episode, hit the subscribe and hit that like button so we know that this podcast has inspired you. If you're hearing this on any of the podcast streaming platforms, do continue to subscribe to us and leave us a review and a rating. Thanks so much and hope you have a wonderful rest of the day and embrace the resilience as part of your life. Thank you, everyone.